Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflations and that crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! My life has value! My life has value! Welcome back to Behold the Pale Podcast. It's uh, Matt. I'm going to be doing a solo episode today. Um, catching up with little current events real quick. There's a, um, uh, there's a unfortunate event that happened in uh, Minneapolis uh, this this week um, with a uh, George Floyd gentleman, 46, um, died uh, at the hands of some police. Um, after a, um, stop, attempted arrest, um, I woke up to it and it was, it was kind of all over the social medias and such, and, uh, very current events, very hot topic, a lot of people are talking about it, kind of fits into Behold the Pale podcast a little bit, and trying to, uh, keep up with episodes, uh, when I can, so I figured we should talk about this, it's a, uh, current event thing, but... You know, after the whole thing started, I guess after he was he was resisting arrest supposedly after a fraudulent transaction at a store nearby, and um, the uh, I guess they they pulled him over or, so, or or he he was parked, uh, pulled over in a car, and um, they took him out, and there's you know. I, the first thing I seen was, I'll start off with the first thing I seen was I seen the actual, the, the video of him dying was actually floating around, uh, social media, which was interesting, uh, if anybody wants to check that out, you know, to get a real feel for the seriousness of the situation, um, it's not for the faint of heart though, um, so, you know, if, if you're a little squeamish or, you know, things of real graphic nature bother you, I wouldn't recommend it, because it is pretty, it is pretty gruesome. It, it doesn't get bloody or anything, but you definitely can. You definitely have a. You know, you get a good shot of uh, the poor guy's face, uh, and you, you do kind of watch him die. Uh, they say that he passed away at the hospital, but uh, you you pretty much see him die in the video. Um, but yeah, so I checked it out, and I, a lot of people were really upset about it with with you know just do. So. Um, I tried to like look around a little bit for investigate investigate because 
you know, try and get the whole story of whatever happened, you know, I mean, a live lost is a terrible thing in any, you know, in any, any situation, um, but I know that the way, the way that the video that I seen, it kind of just picked up on, um, on the, the act being done with, there was some officer, I don't, they didn't release any of the names, but there was an officer that was, uh, on him and, uh, had his knee on the back of his neck, um, and he continued to, you know, he was complaining and saying that he couldn't breathe and he was in pain and stuff, which, you know, a lot of people do that when, when they're being held down, you know what I mean? So I, at that point, I don't, I don't, I don't fault them. I mean, I don't, they, they're trained to do stuff like that. So they should know what the deal is when, when, the, when it comes to being too, you know, excessive force or just enough. You know what I mean? So I don't, it's, it's kind of a delicate subject in that sense. But, um, yeah, at first, I mean, I didn't know if it was just, there was no footage before it. So you don't really know for, you know, what, what kind of went on. Um, you know, for all we know, he, he could have had a gun on him or he could have been attacking him with a machete. I mean, nobody knows, you know what I mean? So I tried to investigate a little bit and see if there was any footage, uh, leading up to it. Because the only footage uh, that I seen from the get-go was there was some um, bystanders that were off to the side videotaping with the phone, um, their cell phones, and capturing like what was going on. But uh, I went looking and I found there was a video of, um, I guess, a little bit before where uh, it was, I think, a restaurant security camera or something like that, some store security camera. And in that, it shows uh, one a, a third cop who's not pictured because in the video of, of 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 him being with the knee the knee in his neck, you um you see two cops. There's like there's a white gentleman who looks like a devil, um, very weird, angry looking guy. The guy that was on him um, was very weird. He was almost like the father from People Under the Stairs. He 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 just had a real vicious, mean look to him. Um, they should investigate his, you know, prior, uh, situations to see if he's, you know, his record to see if he's, uh, been known to, you know, hurt or kill people in the past because he kind of looked like a real douchebaggy type guy that would have a history of violence under his belt. Um, and then his partner with him was, uh, I'd say an Asian gentleman, um, who was kind of trying to keep the people back. Um, he was kind of a little flustered, you could tell, not really knowing what to do. Um, and then in the footage before that I seen, there was another gentleman, there was four all together. Um, I know that because I guess the, the, the Minneapolis police chief or whoever, they, you know, they went on there and they, they fired the, th- the four of them. There was four of them fired, they were unnamed. Um, but, you know, going, going back, so uh, th- when they were outside of this building, it shows a footage of uh, a third cop bringing uh, Floyd handcuffed. He was handcuffed, and they brought Floyd over to, like, the wall to sit him down. And once he was sat down, the cop leaves, and that's when the camera cuts. And then the next footage that I've seen other than that was footage of, you know, the the, the crime going down, the situation, the murder going down. Um which is very weird because it's like, I don't know why there hasn't been any, you know, vest camera or why that that camera that they have that 
little bit of footage of him going up against the wall. I don't know if that was, you know, why there isn't the full footage of him getting either jumping up himself and trying to run, um, or, you know, them, the, the cops going and getting him and bringing him from, you know, the wall to where everything happened because, like, there's the wall, and then, like, five feet away from that, there's the back of the car, and then it happened kind of in the front of the car, um, like, off towards the street, um, but it's very interesting that there's no footage now. That could be anything from the police hiding, you know, hi, hi, tampering with evidence of the video, because I'm sure they would have had the video, because... You know, that's what they do in a, in a crime like that. They go and ca- capture all the footage for evidence. So it could have been the police tampering with it. It could have been store owners could have tampered with it. I mean, you never really know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, ju- it, ju- it jumps from him sitting on the wall to, you know, down, down on his belly, uh, with the knee in his neck. Um, you know, he's the, the, the whole video, he's complaining, you know, rightfully so about the pain that he's in and all that, um, and that the guy's got his, the neck on him, there's bystanders nearby, one of them, I think was an MMA, someone did MMA, and he was like, you know, you shouldn't put your knee there, you know, it's hard for him to breathe, you know, his, his, his cries of pain and agony are, you know, they're accurate, he's not, he's not just faking it, you know, it's a real deal situation, um, and, you know, they don't really, they don't, they don't lighten up on him, you know, which the way he acted, the cop acted in the video, I almost would have assumed that there would have been like a brawl before or some type of altercation that escalated it to where it went. Um, and who knows, there might be footage that pops up in the future. This is real fresh. I just figured I'd jump on it and tackle it now since it was kind of like, a current event thing, um, but yeah, you see the guy, he's kind of going in and out of consciousness, unfortunately, and, uh, he got a bloody nose from getting his face bashed on the concrete, I assume, I mean, one of the bystanders said, you know, he's got a bloody nose, that could have been because of getting his face smashed, or that could have been from a fight earlier, nobody really knows, um, and, you know, like I said, you, you, after a little bit, you know, the, the guy is struggling to breathe, and, you know, when you're handcuffed and you're on your stomach, that's hard, it's hard enough to breathe, you know what I mean, um, but with, the, with you know, a knee on your neck, uh, doesn't make it any easier, and, yeah, like, I'm sure everybody will probably get a chance to see all the footage, um, and you, you can you be a judge for yourself, it's pretty foul, you know, it's, you know, it's definitely some police brutality in there, which has been an issue for a bit, you know, ever since COVID came around and, you know, the we- the weirdness with the with the politics, the police, you know, brutality thing kind of got, you know, swept under the rug a little bit or, or hidden and it sucks, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, like I, not all cops are bad, you know, there, there's that one bad apple spoils the bunch type deal, it's, it's the same thing with you know, people, you know, I mean, all races and stuff, you know, you know, whites, blacks, there's, 
there's good ones, there's bad ones, it's just the way life is, you know, the same thing with cops, there's good ones, there's bad ones, um, and uh, it, watching the video, I kind of got a feel um, for, for like, the, the, you know, that element of how there's the, the good and the bad, and I started to think a little bit about, you know, the police, um, and how it's such a weird dynamic and you know it is it's it is the biggest gang in america is the police whether people like to believe that or not i mean it's a brotherhood who they all watch out for each other's backs um they turn they turn their head when one of them's doing something fucked up um and it's just like there's like they have their own code you know their code that they live by type deal and i can understand it because yeah you're having you're in a dangerous job you know a job where you can easily be killed, you know, in multiple ways, and you are you're 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 you you're not looked on in the best light when you're in you know when you're out and about because you know you have that power over people you know whether you're actually beating someone to death or if you're just stopping somebody and giving them a ticket that is gonna fuck up their month because you need to reach a quota or something like that like there's different there's different ways of you know, there's di different things that they do that upset a lot of people, you know what I mean? So, like, I can understand from their standpoint of, you know, how there should be, how they have to look out for each other, you know what I mean? So, it, the thing struck me was, like, the Asian gentleman that was with them, even though he played his part in it, and he was kind of like, he, he you know, he seemed a little flustered to me. And it made me wonder, you know, it's like you got these situations where you got to watch, watch your back and watch your brother's back, so to speak. And it's like, what do you do in a situation where your partner is like a bad seed, you know what I mean? Like a demon, which that dude, unless something comes out, comes out, you know, foot, you know, footage of of Floyd instigating something or being being really reckless and violent like unless something like that pops off to to kind of somewhat start to give like a little reasoning for them to be so rough with them I think that that dude that put the knee in his back was like straight demon and uh it's an interesting dynamic because like when your partner is demon it's weird because you almost have to go to that low left, that low depth with him, because you're watching, you know, his back. He's watching your back, and there's like a weird code there. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying there's a weird code there, almost like there would be in any other gang. You know what I mean? Um, you know, eye for an eye. You know, retaliation stuff like that. Um, you know, you take and, and, and you can't really. You know, it's a very difficult thing to, 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 to snitch on, you know, a brother in blue when, when he's doing something foul, you know, because first of all, you don't know who else is corrupt within the system. And you can, you know, just, you know, check out a movie and book called Serpico starring the great Al Pacino and you get your lowdown on what it's, what, what the situations you deal with when you blow a whistle on the police, um, where Pacino blew the, blew the whistle on some detectives. Um, and it ended up, you know, they ended up trying to kill him, like, him, him ratting out some of his brothers in blue, like, they set him up with a bad drug deal, and, 
you know, let some dude shoot him in the face, uh, hoping that it would kill him and take him out of the picture. Uh, that's my opinion uh, of what happened. And um, I feel like it's still probably that way to this day. So, you know, I kind of had a weird feel of, like, interest in that Asian cop because I don't really think he wanted to get... I don't really think that he was, you know, as bad or as too, as much to blame as the guy who actually did the deed, but he was kind of in a weird place where it was like, you gotta, you can't, you can't kind of second guess your partner in front of the public eye. Like it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a interesting thing. And the whole snitcher thing, like you could take, like even gangs now, you know, you take a, like this, like Takashi Six Nine, this rapper that like is all this big gangster and uh, big gang dude. You know what I mean? It's like and he ratted out all his people, and he's back out on the street doing it big. You know what I mean? Without any worries in the world, I'm sure he worries a little bit, but he's still alive. You know what I mean? They're not handling him like like they would talk about handling him in their rap songs. You know, but. With with uh, I almost feel like the the police their code is a little more hardcore than that where you know I th- you know you you snitch them out or turn them in and I think you really got an issue on your hands you know it's one of those things that's almost mafia like where you know you're all making really good money and um, you do what you got to do type deal um, as in like you know watching the other ones back and. Not second guessing them, like definitely what they did was really shitty, really fucked up. Um, you know, the fact that there's no footage really is, is is interesting as well because this day and age everybody has body cams. You know what I mean? And they had, somebody had to have had some body cam footage of what you know what happened before. It, it, it escalated into a you know fatal place. Um, I know that the <clears throat> whoever makes the call um, fired all four of the the officers. Didn't release their names because I think they knew that they were wrong. And um, usually they don't fire them. Like if they know, if they don't think that they're wrong and they think that they did their job to to the book to the code, usually they won't fire the cops. They'll put them on, like, suspended leave or something like that. But I think the fact that they straight up fired all four of them was very telling. Um, it makes me think that they got that body cam footage off of them. And when they checked it out, they realized that, nah, these these guys did some shit they weren't supposed to do. And we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta lay the hammer down on them. You know, I think that the dude that, until I see footage that shows, you know, some type of altercation, I think the dude that was on top of him that actually killed him, I think, should be on brought up on charges for murder um, and let that be an example, you know, to other police that are being wild and corrupt. It's like that, you know, the people aren't going to take it. I mean, they, I, there was riots today um, in, in Minneapolis. There were... They were throwing, you know, rocks and stuff at the the cop cars and stuff. And, you know, they're angry. People are angry. It's an infuriating thing. You know, these are people that are supposed to protect us and serve us. It says so right on the car. 
you know what I mean? They're supposed to, uh, you know, do their deed honest, honestly and honorably. And uh, they take advantage of their their stands and uh, they kill people. I mean, that dude never should have never should have died. Like what 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 should have been? I don't even know. Like an easy, I don't know what you know, an easy arrest if that turned into death. You know, and it's. It's a sad thing. Um, but I think the dude that actually did the killing, I think, should be brought up on charges for murder. And I don't know about the other people that were involved, if they should be up on charges for murder, but they should be some, They should be up on something. You know, it shouldn't just be... Because they were there, and whether the Brotherhood or not, they, they, they chose to, you know, they chose to make those decisions and let things slide you know, maybe be accessories to murder. I mean, prison ain't going to be beautiful to those people if they go in, um, which I don't think they'd put them in regular gen, gen pop anyways because of the circumstances, because they would be dead pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's weird. The whole thing's kind of weird. It's 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 unfortunate, you know, and like I said, I'm not going into gen pop. Like, they're definitely handled better in certain situations. And, uh, anybody that doesn't think it's a gang, I think you should, you know, take a, take a peek in, you know, you can see, you can see someone that gets arrested for any, you name any crime in the book, you know, murder, rape, you know, molesting a kid, raping a kid, killing a kid, you know, the people that get bopped for that and you see him. You see them when they're getting brought into the courthouse or whatever, and they look perfectly fine. You know what I mean? And then you see somebody who attempted to kill a cop in, you know, during an arrest, and they're all their faces all swollen up, and you know, it's one of those things that goes back to that they 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 take care of their own type deal, you know. Um, and it, it's it's definitely corrupt for sure. But uh, I don't want to push it too hard because, like I said, every I'm not trying to condemn every you know cop, and uh, the same way I wouldn't condemn any other group of people for the actions of you know a few or whatever because they're not all bad, you know, and they're not all good either. Um, and it's unfortunate. I feel that there's a certain there's certain cops out there that hate the fact that there's corrupt cops in there. You know, there's people that are trying to do trying to do good things. Um, and, and try and keep law and order. And there's there there the dude standing next to him, the girl standing next to him in the uniform, are, are are using the system to do their own evil shit. You know what I mean? To break the law themselves. And you know I know that there's there's got to be good cops out there that look at that and go, damn, like I hate these fucking people. Like, they make us all look bad. But at the end of the day, it's like, what can you do? Because in the different ranks of law enforcement, corruption can be anywhere from the very tippity-top to the very bottom. Um, so, like, it's a weird dynamic. That whole dynamic, it's weird. But, um, yeah, the George Floyd thing was very sad. You know what I mean? You know, it's it was disgusting. It made me sick when I first watched that video. And I've seen a lot of weird shit on like 
on your your live leaks and your your old fashioned rotten dot coms and stuff. I've seen a lot of things I probably shouldn't have seen, but like that, it made me sick to watch that video because it is it was injustice in your face, and uh, nobody knows. I mean, for all we know, this guy just tried to pull some tried to pull some weird little you know, fraudulent transaction type deal, which isn't isn't right in itself. You know, you, what I think that's like using someone else's credit card or trying to pass a check that isn't, isn't his or something. I think that's kind of what that equals out to. But it's like, yeah, that's not good, but, like, it ain't worth dying over. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a, not a punishment uh, by death by any means, you know what I mean? And uh, it's an interesting thing because, you know, whenever something like this happens, it always turns into a race thing, which is sad. Because, I mean, I personally, you know, you know, there's definitely racist people out there. But, you know, it goes back to the whole thing where it gets, it gets races angry with each other. And that's sad. That's, you know, it's, it shouldn't be that way. Um, but stuff like this fuels that stuff. And it's sad because, you know, you try and take steps forward as a society in situations like this, you know, it's like two steps back for every step you take forward, you know, and I, I feel like police probably even look at situations like this the same as well, you know, the good ones, they go, well, I mean, shit, I'm going out there doing the right thing, risking my life every day, you know, trying to bring something positive to society, try and keep some law and order, keeping it good. And I got these corrupt cop scumbags pulling this wild shit. And they're making people think that, you know, we're this way, you know. And then now it makes their job more dangerous. So it's just a really crazy, the situation's really crazy, you know what I mean. Um, it's unfortunate. The whole entire thing's unfortunate, you know. It's unfortunate for Mr. Floyd who passed away, you know, rest in peace. Um, to his family, his friends, to the community, you know what I mean? To, to, to you know, to the police department, to the, the good police out there in that police department that are now looking, being looked at like they're demons, like the dude that killed him. It's just a tragic thing. The whole, the whole thing's just fucking sad, you know? And nobody had to die, you know? It's very, very sad, very tragic thing. But, um... Well, I guess we'll see where it goes. Um, like I said, it's fresh. And um, I don't think we've heard the last of it. I think that, the, you know, more things will come about. I hope there's no more, you know, death over it. Unless it's maybe the guy who killed him getting some death penalty action, then that's fine. But like I said, I mean, the dude who did the killing... Unless there's some footage that pops up of, of that justifies his his force, I think he should be, I think he should be tr put on trial, man. I think he should be, you know, they should hit him with some murder charges. And the people that were there with him, the other cops, you know, the people that didn't, those cops that didn't kill him, especially like that Asian dude. The only other dude I seen was where that Asian dude, and the look on his face was like nervous like he was like i know that what's going on is fucked up but what can i do can i am i supposed to just push my partner off of him which some people would say yeah you should have you know what i mean but it's like it's a weird dynamic you know and you, you know what i mean 
And then I was reading, I was watching some videos earlier at the memorial of them. They were do. There's a lot of memorials set up for them, and so people were saying that it was like they were trying to call out the people that were standing by, and be like, "Why didn't you run over and push the cop off of them?" And it's like realistically, like if if any if any citizen charged that cop, he would have got shot. Like. Who are you kidding? Like, you, you've seen what just happened to somebody that didn't, you know what I mean? Didn't do anything as we've seen, you know, as, as what they've seen is they, they he didn't do anything, you know, worthy of being killed and he's dead. So when you charge a cop, you, you don't think that they're going to shoot you? You know what I mean? Like, that's black and white right there. That's clean cut, you know, that's, there's, you know, you show footage of that, I mean, no one's going to question a thing, it's like, yeah, his life was in danger, someone was running at him and was going to try and hurt him, he shot him, that's that, you know what I mean, so for people to think that the bystanders that were standing there should have, should have, um, you know, attacked the cop or whatever, that's stupid, you know, and even when they tried to move forward, you know, they were grabbing on their, 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 their mace, putting their hands on their gun like they were going to pull their gun. It's a scary thing, you know, and I, I'd never say do it. I don't know if I, I don't think, I, I don't think I would, I would step forward like that. And, you know, I don't know if I should be ashamed to say that or not, but I don't know if I'd, if I seen something like that, if I'd run up and grab the cop and rip him off of him because that's asking to be killed. You know what I mean? It's tough. It's a really tough situation, the whole thing. Um, I think those people that were standing by did the best thing that they could do in that situation, which is videotape it. And uh, it's probably an unfortunate thing to say. And, you know, it's sad to say, but it's like, at least, you know, think if there was no cameras there. If there was no cameras there, nobody with their cell phone picking up what was going on. Nobody would even have known that this dude did nothing. Nobody probably would even have known that he died. It just would have been another statistic of somebody getting wild and had to be taken down on the street. You know, how many times have we we as a society seen a video of cops killing a dude for next to no reason? You know what I mean? Definitely not reason enough to kill somebody. It's just crazy. It's just a... It's dark, man. It's like... A, it's It's... It's dark, you know, COVID's leaving, COVID's disappearing for a little bit, so other things, there always has to be some big, crazy madness of dramatic proportion going on, you know what I mean, always, um, the media thrives off of it, you know what I mean, so it is what it is, you know, with COVID going out, there's going to be other things coming in, and I hope it's not more of this shit and innocent people dying, that would be very sad, um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's tough, you know, and, uh, it's very sad, it's a very tragic situation, and, you know, I guess we'll find out in the, in the future what exactly, you know, perspired and happened and caused everything to go so wrong, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's real, rails wilds out there but i just wanted to pop on real quick voice my opinion on that um 
Yeah. So, rest in peace, George Floyd. And uh, hopefully, this uh, police brutality situation can get fixed one of these days. But it's going to take a lot of work from the inside uh, of their organization to kind of weed them out and clean it up. And like I said before, I think there's too many people in different levels of it that are that are corrupt. And until they can get those people out of there, it's going to be very difficult. And because they're so, I watch your back, you watch mine, it's not going to be so easy to say, you know, you know, Tom's a corrupt dude, we need him out of there when Tom gave him the job, you know what I mean? And Tom signs his checks, like, I think... I think that that's just kind of a weird thing. And unfortunately, it's almost like a situation where you almost got to wait for it to pass. It's like a sickness, you know what I mean? It's a disease. You got to ride it out until all the people that are corrupt aren't there anymore, you know what I mean? But then you have the fear and the worry of and possibility of newer people coming into the mix that are just as demon, you know what I mean? But it's a very sad thing, and uh, I just want to touch base on it because it was such a hot topic thing, and, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. I hate to use the phrase, there's no justice, just us, but sometimes it feels that way. So in closing, I'll say rest in peace, George Floyd, and, uh, yeah, friends and family and the community of Minneapolis and you know I hope things cool down simmer out you know remember them in a good light and uh, hopefully justice will be served alright we'll talk to you later in the next episode of Behold a Pale Podcast Someone called and said there was a guy underneath a bridge and he had a gun in his hand. He was walking around talking to himself. So I parked my vehicle distance away as you train to do. And then I start walking towards the location where the armed subject supposed to have been. Now, we're underneath a bridge. So you got them steel reinforced beams. Perfect cover. Ain't no, no round going to go through there. So behind the beam, I drew down on him. So I was like, police, police, drop the gun, drop the gun. So he turns around and he starts yelling at me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. So I'm now, I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. I see there's a problem here. I quickly started thinking, okay, suicide by cop, he wants me to kill him. So I said, okay, 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 okay. I said, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you because you want me to shoot you. Um, What's your name? And he told me his name. I said, do you have any kids? And he says, yeah. I said, how old? He said, um, 14. At this time now, you had about maybe 10 officers and everybody got them at gunpoint. I said, okay, so now that I'm going to shoot you, I said, I need to know, because I have to, t- I'm gonna have to talk to your kid about why I killed his father. He said, because he got, he just got tested and positive for AIDS. I said, with medicine, you can watch this kid grow until his adulthood. And it'd be a lot easier for him to deal with your death as a grown man than a 14-year-old kid still trying to make his way in the world. So... He drops the gun, had an officer recover the gun, had another officer go and put cuffs on him, right? Now, sounds like a really good story, correct? Then I have two sergeants who was there on the scene that was SWAT members. They walk up to me, right? They says, what are you doing? I said, what are you talking about? He says, that's textbook style, green light. He had a gun. You told him to drop it. He wouldn't drop it. I said, man, what happened to saving life? I just saved this dude's life. He said, come on, man. This is, I mean, when you got a green light like that, you take it. If I had to take a life, I, I exhaust all measures. 
I, you know, I had no other options. I had an option there. You have the police culture that's a protect us, police them mindset. And then you got the community saying they're not a part of us and it's us against them. So you'll see the anti-police people, even if it's a good shoot, not it's police brutality, police brutality, police brutality. And then you see the police, right? Even if it's bad policing, we need to support it. We got to support it. We got to look out for each other. We got to look out for each other. We got to change that narrative. You know, it takes a lot for someone from the culture to come out and say, nah, we got that one wrong. That's bad policing. You haven't seen nobody from the police culture do that.